Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright. Broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion. The governor of sports talk, that is. And he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports done right. Up next. What up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota. No, we got a fun show tonight. Keep listening. We'll be right back. We're getting those notifications sent out. Spreaker, you got to handle this problem so we can get right to the show, man. I'll be right back. As Chuck Woolery used to say, two and two. Stay tuned.
Get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. What is up, everyone? Oh, Tuesday night, Sports Done Right is back again. Coming to you live from the patio on this very hot, muggy day here at the Executive Mansion. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor of the great state of Minnesota. And this is Sports Done Right. The one, the only, often imitated, never duplicated. You're hanging out with Vince Wright. That's me, by the way. Coming to you from the Situation Room here at the... Gov's Sports Mansion, somewhere in the Twin Cities metro area. Sports done right. Usually every Tuesday night here on Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com. Um, coming to some new platforms very, very shortly. And lots to get into tonight. At the top of the hour, we have the host of the Horn Scolder podcast joining us, Mr. Justin Ekstrom out of St. Cloud. Appreciate him coming on. He's gonna. He's been at Vikings camp here the past few days, so we're gonna get the inside beef here on Sports Done Right on what's happening with our beloved Purple. Um, what I'm gonna get into shortly is a big, huge thank you to all of you out there who got the vote out for the Gov here. It's election. It's it's actually election day here. The vote came out for the Gov, and I'm very happy to report. Although we do have some. Some sad news with it. The Gov was voted in and was picked for the KSTP Sports Idol Contest Final Four. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Oh, you don't have to do that. Thank you very kindly. Thank you very kindly. going to say, uh, before we continue real quick, let me get into our Spreaker.com chat room. And if anybody new is listening, I've shared this show now on some new platforms Here's how it works. You're on Spreaker.com. You're listening to the show. Set yourself up with a quick little profile. Literally takes about a minute and a half, two minutes. Follow me, Vince Wright, Sports Done Right, however you want to do it. Follow us, and then you'll get the electronic notifications every time our show goes live. But the great thing is all of our shows are stockpiled on Spreaker.com, so you can go back and listen on demand at any time whatsoever. Yes, we are high time here. All right, let me do this here. Let me get into our Spreaker.com chat room. There's some people who joined us early on. Uh, we got some folks coming through on the Twitterverse as well. Mr. EZ does it, uh, xsquadaffiliate.com out of Atlanta, Georgia, is joining Minnesota Sports Governor. What's happening? The one, the only, and thank goodness he's the only, Mr. Jelani Baldy, host of the Wait a Minute show. He's a, a Michigan man, but now living also down in Atlanta, GA, Georgia. What's happening? I see you, Mochis. He goes by Fish and Grits in our Spreaker.com chat room. Want to say what up to the man, the myth, the legend himself. And the one and only, the, the fairest lady in the land, the lady I love, um, you know, with all my heart, 
my mom, the one and only Reese Bell. Mom Bell is back in our chat room. How you doing, mommy? We love you. And the man, the myth, the legend, my Minnesota mafia brother coming out of the one, the only Duluth, Minnesota, North Shore, chilling. <laughs> we call him RC in the chat room. RC goes by Ronald Cameron. What's up, my main man? I really appreciate all the support you gave as well. And joining us in the chat room as well. And I'll get to some of these chats, by the way, but the one and only, we call her the queen of Miami-Dade County, the 305, the one and only Mocha Bella uh, has joined us as well. How are you doing, Miss Lovely? And the one and only, my main man out of my hometown, Chicago, Illinois, that dude, the one and only Chaka X-Squad affiliate as well. I say what up to you. So let me just read here. RC's in our chat room before we get on with the show. He says, sup, everybody. Congrats, Gov. I'm sure you will get a well-deserved opportunity. You're too talented not to. I'm not a fan of the false advertising from the radio station, (laughs) but your day will come. Let's ring that back to the corners. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, homie. I do. I do. So here's what happened. I got a call this afternoon. Again, this is Vince Wright, the sports governor and sports done right. Got a call from um, a gentleman over at KSTP 1500 AM this afternoon. Was very, very excited, as you can imagine. Um, Because, you know, nowadays when you don't recognize the number in your caller ID, you're like, should I answer it? But I always do because being an insurance agent, you know, you just never know. So answer the phone. And he goes, well, Vince, got some good news, got some bad news, and we got some more good news. I was like, all right, let's have at it. (laughs) So here's the deal. He goes, the good news is you did a great job and you were definitely one of the final four. You made the final four. All right, let's give it up. Gov made the final four. All those votes counted. Okay. All right, sit down, sit down. Then he goes, well, but here's the bad news. And everybody who lives up here in the Twin Cities area and in the metro and has recently heard of the the massive firings at that station uh, that concluded last week. People like Patrick Royce, who is a local sports writing uh, legend up here, his show. Um, Joe Souchere, former sports writer who did, who got more into politics, but he's gone. And, you know, it was just very, very interesting. And with the station so in flux and they, they you know, they, they have a lot of things they got to figure out. They just said, we're, we decided not to continue the contest at this time. Oh. Yeah. With that being said, he goes, but we've done this. And... I won't tell you the amount, but he goes, we put together some prize money for the four finalists and we are going to give you guys a check for your time and some other kind of little freebies on some state fair tickets and this and that. They do a big broadcast at the state fair on the uh, first Saturday of the state fair there. So 
all in all, a, a, a very good experience, but honest, honestly, people, this was all done by you guys, all your support, all your tweets, your retweets, your sharing, your friends and family members who didn't even know me, but because you put your trust in Minnesota Sports Governor, those people... Um, you know, shared and, and tweeted and, and everything else. And when we got there, we got the votes. It, it is really, really, you know, it, it just warms my heart to know that we got people out there listening and willing to support and do all this stuff. And um, I mean, honestly, I cannot say more. I cannot say more. So um, to everybody out there, thank you again so much. I just, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we may be doing some work with the station down the road. They have all of our contact info. And and so stay tuned. Let's see what happens there. Um, What else is going on here in the world of sports? We will talk about a phenomenal weekend by the one and only Tiger Woods. A lot of people saying he's back. He's this, he's that. We'll talk a little bit about that. Like I said, we're going to get into the Vikings as well. We're just going to wait for Justin to call in here in about 14 minutes. And until that time, what else do we got happening in the world of sports here? We got um, some Viking news. Now, everybody's been very, very, very happy with um, the, the one drive performance of Mr. Cousins. Let's just slow our roll. It is one one performance. But I like the chemistry. Obviously, he went to Stefan Diggs on three of the four passes. You know, people are always kind of looking and digging in for the drama and everything else. So now I saw in some of the local sports media, Kirk Cousins, will he have chemistry with Adam Thielen? What's going on? I mean, just chill. Just chill. Plenty of stuff happening. He didn't go to Thielen with the dude. It's one preseason game. Thank you, Mom. I am your son. My mom in the chat room. Big Mike out of Eden Prairie, Minnesota on the Twitterverse. Congratulations, Gov. I voted with all five of my emails. Too bad that they screwed you at the end. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Mike's a regular listener from Eden Prairie, Minnesota. I appreciate it, my friend. Uh, who else we got here? Um, Diane. Diane from Cottage Grove, Minnesota. Hey, Gov. I voted for you as well. I only had two emails, though. Congratulations. Hope big things are in your future. I'll keep listening every week. Thank you very much. I, I Again, just very humbled. Very, very humbled by this little show, this podcast that I didn't think anybody would want to listen to. We're approaching 22,000 listens on Spreaker.com in three years, uh, just over three years' time. And here we are. Here we are. I'm so happy. So happy. Um, We're going to talk to Justin also about that Vikings offensive line. There's been some moves made there. Uh, Latavius Murray, man, still looking good. And he's made it quite known that he wants to start. He wants to go after Dalvin Cook and have a real competition for this job. So stay tuned there. Things can get interesting. 
the one and only Lindsey Whalen as I transfer into Minnesota Lynx real quick. And uh, by the way, Minnesota Golden Gopher news here since she is about to take over and become the new women's head coach at our beloved school, the University of Minnesota. All right. Here's what I want to say about Lindsey. And I, I put it in the Sports Done Right post. My, um, you know, we, we feel some kind of way about Lindsay because my sister played with Lindsay at the University of Minnesota. They are very good friends to this day. Um, my sister was actually at the press conference, I think, when uh, Lindsay officially retired here a couple of days ago. But Lindsay Whalen has changed the entire landscape of women's basketball in this state of Minnesota from the junior level all the way up to the professional level. No other player, man, woman, human, (laughs) non-human, okay, I don't think has ever had an influence on the state as a whole when it comes to basketball. And we've had some some very good players, some great players come through here for, that have played for the Gophers, you know, some high school stars. And but Lindsey Whalen, because this program, when when because I think my sister started a year or two before Lindsey. I mean, we're talking bottom of the barrel, and and excuse the term Gophers, but that's what it was. It was bottom of the barrel. They barely had. They might have had maybe a few hundred people at games. Notice I said a few hundred, maybe a thousand. And I remember my sister's freshman year. It was literally friends and family at these games. Then comes Lindsay, a coaching change. They go from Coach Cheryl Littlejohn, who was a, a Pat Summit disciple, played for her, um, and brought in Brenda Freeze who was a totally different coach and and really got this team clicking here. Brenda Freeze went on and actually won a championship out at the University of Maryland. But when they got Lindsey Whalen and and Lindsey and this team started gelling and they, they started winning games for the first time in a very, very long time at this campus, all of a sudden they went from playing in the what was called the women's basketball arena. They brought them over. Put them in Williams Arena, which is where the men's team plays here. 15,000. And they started getting close to 12,000, 13. Maybe sold out a game or two as they built this tremendous program. And my sister, who saw the depths of despair to a team making the NCAA tournament. And then continuing on. And then Lindsey getting this team to a Final Four. I mean, it was just incredible. To come home and play professionally for the Lynx, phenomenal. And then not only that, but to be part of a a dynasty with four rings in, I think, what, seven, eight years, phenomenal. So as a gopher, as a brother of your friend, Lindsey Whalen, congratulations to you. And and honestly, from, from a lot of people in this state, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks for everything you've done for basketball. Um, regardless of, the, like I said, the sex, it's just, it's what you've done. And she has made this state a much better place to be basketball-wise. And quite honestly, we are all looking forward to her coaching debut. And, and I hope, look, I hope it works out because 
She has landed some recruits that have basically said, I'm coming here to play specifically because she's here. So with that being said, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here before Justin comes in at the top of the hour. My name is Vince Wright, the sports governor. Want to welcome Kesey Ingram, X squad radio in the house. Want to say what up to you. Yes, Kesey, I'll be hitting up your PayPal a little later. Don't worry. I got you covered, man. I got you covered. All right, let's get to some music here. I will be right back. Vince Wright, sports governor, sports done right. Stay tuned. Justin Ekstrom of the Horn Scolder podcast at the top of the hour. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind, like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama, like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. That's Diploma to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. I like this way.
did it. If it's not, then I wasn't with it. Bad boy, stay committed. Whether hip hop or R&B, featuring Faith Evans co-starring me. P Diddy, you know I got the key to your city. Unlock the door, rock some more. Beats be laced. Bad boy, heat the place. We run R&B too, cause we keep the faith. Giving the streets a taste. Blaze with charts. Remember. In case you forgot, first lady be making it hot. Ain't nobody taking the spot. Now it's safe instead of pain. Coming through with a better grain. In the dash, cell phone, better range. Get the cash, stack paper for the whole four quarters. Damn, some things never change. You feel me? Yeah, let's make it dance. Come on, let's go. Yeah. We can dance, DJ.
from afar So bright you light up like a star No one can change just who you are Beautiful, warm, one that you are So close you look, you're from afar So bright you light up like a star The votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. What up, everybody? Sports Done Right is back, and we are live and direct another Tuesday night edition. Thank you for joining us, Spreaker.com. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota. Want to say what up to Big L, Big Lorenzo down there in Little Rock, Arkansas, joining us. Cedric Galloway, my main man, representing everything in terms of California teams, especially his Raiders. Kesey Ingram, again, another homie out of the ATL Atlanta, Georgia, joining us. Again, everybody else who's joined us, everybody who voted for the sports governor in the contest as well. And ladies and gentlemen, on the line here, we have the one and only Justin Ekstrom. He is from the Horn Scolder podcast here, and we have him on the line. He's going to tell us his observations. He's been spending a few days down at Vikings camp. With that being said, Justin, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks for having me on, my good man, and sorry to hear about whatever happened with the KSTP 1500 thing, but congrats uh, on getting top four. Well, thank you very much, man. Yeah, it was it was definitely the, the wind in the sails, the wind out of the sails, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we are definitely happy with some compensation because, you know, nobody saw that one coming. So I, you know, truly appreciate it, man. And, and thank you, by the way, Justin, for all your support. Uh, you know, all the retweets and, and just sharing everything, man. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem, man. You're my boy. You know that. Exactly. Well, hey, let's get to it. And uh, folks, me and Justin will be sharing some news at the end of this little conversation about the two forces joining up here. But Justin, you've been down at camp now for a few days. Tell everybody out here in the the, the Scolder Nation and, and the, the land of the purple and all the purple fans around the country who may be listening, um, you know, just, just some general observations. And, and then I, I want to get into that offensive line. Well, so the general, the, the general observations are they're hungry, man. Like the defense is hungry. The offense is hungry. There's urgency. Like they know things didn't go real well this past season. Things that, you know, that is sticking in their craw, whatever is sticking, wherever that hurts. Um, they are super passionate about getting back to where they were and then finishing this deal. You see it in just their play. You see it in the way they talk. You see it when they're just like kind of hanging out that it is work. And today, like all the interviews that I was in on, the word work was just okay. like over and over and over again. And they have their work boots on, man. They, they're bringing their lunch pail every single day, all the coaches, everything. It is, it's serious, man. And I think the, like Mike Zimmer said at that Saturday scrimmage, I think we're going to be awfully proud of this team in February. 
I hope so, man. Um, you know, I was on jo- uh, Justin's show last week, and I'll share that show with uh, the Sports Done Right Nation. But that's what we were talking about, a sense of urgency. You know, you came so close last year. It was right there. Obviously, the Eagles, uh, you know, put a, put a butt whooping on us, man. But what are you seeing? Um, you know, we've had fights out there. We've had, you know, everybody mixing it up. We, we're coming off of a, uh, you know, I think a pretty good showing, you know, for our first preseason game. Um, what are you seeing out there that really makes Justin Ekstrom believe in these Minnesota Vikings? You know, is it going to be the offensive line? Is it the defense that's going to carry us again? What are you thinking, Justin? For for me, man, and I know I said this to you and I've said it kind of on my show and stuff like that. But I think the key to the entire thing is John Filippo. Not only just the way he conducts himself, but I, there's, there's two reasons why I say that. One is just his knowledge of the game, everything they got together, their scheming. Like you, you see their scheming. They are ready to run the ball. They are ready to do move the pocket, do whatever they got to do to play into the positive you know, play right into the hand of the way Kirk Cousins can operate some things. Uh, Dalvin Cook is going to be big. Latavius Murray is going to be big. I mean, we saw that on the preseason game. Like, they are looking to run, and they are look. That's what's going to open things up. Get two solid runs, then we get two solid passes, and touchdown, one for one, right? I mean, that's exactly what it is. And I think that is all stemming from John D. Filippo. And then on the flip side, He's actually going to be able to tell us, hey, this is what happened last year. This is this is what the defense did that we were able to take advantage of to make sure that Zim and the defense don't make that same mistake in a big game. So right. what what that is, I don't know, but we'll know it, you know. Exactly. And the folks, again, we're here with Justin Ekstrom, the Horn Scolder podcast. Um, Ronald Cameron out of Duluth, Minnesota, in our Spreaker.com chat room here says, I know it was a small sample size, but I was impressed with the screen game. So let's talk about the one drive that we saw back at that Denver game here. Obviously, uh, Kirk Cousins came out, looked good. You know, um, some good catches there by Stefan Diggs as well that I thought kind of saved him a little bit. But, you know, Justin, share with us what you thought about, you know, especially the first um, first team offense in that exhibition game. You, you know, the first team offense, there wasn't a whole lot to pick and say they could have done this better, they could have done this mm-hmm. better. You know, the, the drive did get saved by a defensive penalty, if we remember correctly. But, um, you know, that, that kind of thing, that comes with being like the up-tempo offense, getting hit in your marks. And the screen game, to answer the question, the screen game is a big, big part. And we're not just talking, like, um, wide receiver screens or running back screens. This John D. Filippo-led offense is going to be, like, tight ends getting screens. You see C.J. Ham at practice. He's, he's working on catching the ball all the time. Right. Talk to him today. He says that's something that he's getting better at. This dude is, if you get ahead of steam, if he gets, like, five to six yards before you hit him, you are going to be a hurting unit. I don't care who you are. If he has the ball, he is going to smash you. This dude is he's everything that his offense wants to be, and I think he's kind of like the center point of it. 
and probably kind of one of those unsung heroes. As you see, if you go back and look at some of the Eagles, what they were doing last year, all the different formations, it is very, very critical that halfback spot. Not just not just the uh, or the fullback spot. I mean, sorry, the, not just the fullback himself, but where they line him up, or sometimes they line up in that power eye, that offset eye, doing that and moving the pocket, creating a bigger pocket. That's all part of John D. Filippo's scheme, and that is, I mean, it's exciting. Like I get, I get like a little goosey, goosey bumpy just thinking about how much they are moving that pocket and going towards the strength of the offensive line. And we, oh by the way, we haven't even seen our starting offensive five yet right. on the offensive line. You're very true. I mean, you know, it's a very valid point. And, you know, with this offensive line kind of banged up and we're, you know, we're asking people to come out of retirement and we're we're stretching all over the place. How did the offensive line look to you at camp, Justin? I mean, like I said, you've been down there. You've been in the mix. You know, how are they looking? You, you know, it's tough to say because obviously you can't, guys can't sack the quarterback. Right. Today, you know, they, they're looking a little rough today. The combination that they had out there was Reef, Compton, Edison, Isadora, and O'Neal. Uh, that that right side was looking a little rough. Probably gave up a sack or two if it counted. They had uh, the second offensive, the second team offensive line. They had a couple holding penalties right in a row in like red zone drills. And like all in all today, the offense did not look like sharp they did not look like what they did on saturday whatsoever but i mean you got to have days like that going against a number one quality style defense day in and day out right now rock thomas has been moving some heads over there and rc in our chat room here just said the rookie running back rock thompson is impressive uh, have you gotten a chance to look at him and if so justin what are your thoughts on the rock well, for me, it was it's kind of funny because up until Saturday, it was Boone. Boone was the guy mm-hmm. that was probably going to be the guy, our change of pace back, the dude catching balls, screen game. But, you know, Zimmer and John Filippo, they're going to go with the hot hand. And right now, Rock is that. Obviously, in like I was paying a little more attention to Latavius Murray looking crisp. I mean, crisp well, today. And let me interrupt you because that was actually going to be my next question. He is looking phenomenal. He's made it known he wants to this running back position to be a battle. Um, he is coming after Dalvin's number one position. And obviously, Dalvin Cook is is being rested and and has to be because of the the injury he's coming off of. But yeah, share with the folks, man. Latavius Murray is really looking good out there. He, you know, he is doing everything that the coaches are asking him to do. And today, I don't know if I've seen like more fluidity out of him than I have today. It, right. I don't know. It, I don't know what he's been working on with his strengthening coaches, but. He sees that hole, he hits it. That's not something that we thought we were getting out of Latavius Murray when he comes over from Oakland. We didn't we didn't think we were gonna see this guy that was like hitting that hole and darting up field north and south. We thought it was kind of like this patient guy, maybe uh, short yardage type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he he looks a lot tougher to tackle this season for some reason. 
I don't know if it's like that breath of fresh air that he got at the end of the year, kind of being the bell cow a little bit, right. or if it's if it's the fact that Delvin Cook is back and they're pushing each other. It they are making it known that it's a competition, but today they were in an interview that I actually have on my phone together, and it's like a solid. They're like we're one and two. You look out. World, you look out. We're one and two. It doesn't matter who's first, who's second. Right, but we are going to be this one-two punch, and we are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Which, just listening to those guys talk, they got this swagger and this confidence about them that it is never dull. Yeah, and you know, I think the the, the running back situation. Obviously, if these guys can stay healthy, my man can really, really be something, and and a one-two punch. Um, and again. With uh, the battle for the third running back, we got some some talent there. Let's talk about these wide receivers now. In my little intro, and I and I know you probably didn't hear this. I was talking about because Kirk Cousins went to Stephon Diggs on three of the four passes, you know, in his one and only drive, and they were able to get the touchdown. You know, sure enough, there's a couple people out there in the Twin Cities media, and, and you know, people always throw stuff out there, Justin, just to throw it out there. But, you know, people, a couple of the guys were talking about, well, uh, there's there's not chemistry between Cousins and Adam Thielen. Should we worry about this? Is this something we need to worry about? So what do you think about that? And then I want to ask you about uh, him and Diggs. I, you know, I don't think there's any. I kind of missed you a little bit on some of this. It kind of uh, cut out on me. Oh, but what I, I was I got the grasp of it. Here. Okay, go, okay ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say real quick, if you can hear me a little bit better, was people were kind of saying since Cousins didn't go to digs at all during that first uh, possession in the Denver game, he has no chemistry with them. And you know how people are in the media, just kind of riling things up. So, yeah, I was just asking what you were thinking about that. No, nah, there is there is nothing to that one. I don't think, man, because like Thielen, Thielen and Diggs are again. They're you know they're going to be jockeying for the ball just like wide receivers do. But make no mistake about it, they're on the same team. Thielen's open, Cousins is going to get it to him. Diggs is open, Diggs he's going to get the ball. Thielen, there is I you know as far as my observations down there, I have not seen any lack of chemistry between. Cousins and Thielen, man. Like they today, they had a couple nice long throws. It's just, it, I don't know, man. It's wherever the ball's got to be placed, that's where Kirk puts it. Except for today, I'm like I'm saying, man. I don't want to dwell too much on the negativity of today. But it looked like they were pressing a little bit, and everything was kind of off. Maybe they were trying to do something a little bit different. I, you know, obviously just being a guy watching and trying to observe who's actually playing right. and stuff like that. Of course. I'm not going to know what was the reasoning, but John T. Filippo and some of the other coaches uh, kind of had it at the first team a little bit. They were, uh, okay, guys, run the play. I can't say exactly. Where, right. They said 17 words in there, but what I can actually repeat is run the play. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Again, folks, this is Vince Wright, the sports governor of the great state of Minnesota here on Sports Done Right, your favorite Minnesota sports podcast. I got my main man, Justin Ekstrom, the one and only Horn Scolder, number one of the Horn Scolder podcast. Justin it resides normally up in the St. Cloud area. 
So we all know this is a Viking state, Justin. We all know it's about purple pride, purple rain, purple passion, everything else. But here's the thing. Stefan Diggs now has the money. He's now been paid and taken care of. We're still waiting on the Anthony Barr situation. How do you think, you know, this Diggs-Cousins thing is, is going to be, you know, barring any injury that takes either one of those players out? Because I do like the chemistry that they have. I do like the way that they, you know, kind of interact on and off the field. And, you know, Cousins has been putting in a lot of work, to be fair, both with Diggs and Thielen off, or Thielen, excuse me, off the field. Um, phenomenal. Phenomenal. And then my main man, Kyle Rudolph, who, you know, I always say whenever he touches the ball, good things happen. So, you know, real quick, Justin, give us your thoughts on the tight end situation for our team. And then we'll switch over to the defense before we uh, let you go on with the rest of your night. The the tight ends, as we saw in Philly, I'm going to go, I'm going to keep going back to John Filippo because I honestly believe he's the key to any type of success this year. If he's successful in the way he was last year, he's going to be doing the exact same thing he was. It's it's a big thing that tight ends in his type of offense, they are asked to do an extreme amount of movement. They're lining up all over the field. I mean, for crying out loud, for crying out loud we saw one of his tight ends throwing a touchdown in the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, like they are asked to do an inordinate amount of stuff in this offense and they're kind of key. And I agree with you, man. If Rudolph can get the touches that he's supposed to get and, you know, get those catches, that's just opening up everything else. It's just in practice. It seems like that's kind of the key too. like going down and training, seeing training camp. That's a big key. They're putting him a whole bunch of different spots, moving people all over the line to see what works the best. And then, oh, yeah, they get to go against this really, really good defense. And even the next two days, they're going to be going against the number two defense of last year. And it's going to be a good good measuring stick, I think. Well, you know, and and speaking of the treacherous Eagles, I just got to take a quick second out and welcome John Fisher, the one and only. We call him the microwave uh, X-Squad affiliate. He is... uh, uh, a host of his own football show down there in the Atlanta, Georgia area. I think it's 100 yards and running, so we'll be looking forward, Fish, to an- another season of your show as well. A big Philadelphia Eagles fan, so unfortunately I got to give props to him. But let's just switch over to the purple defense here, Justin, before we let you get out of here. And again, this is Justin Ekstrom joining Vince Wright, the sports governor. Um, you know, we talk about Anthony Barr needing to get paid. I think that situation hopefully will be resolved. But again, just real general, what are you seeing from the defense when you were down there at camp? It, the defense is, like, I'm going to keep going back to this word, it is hungry, man. They do not, oh. obviously when you're down at camp, all the splashy, like, offensive plays that's what gets like the fanfare that's what gets the you know the applause and the hoopla and seeing Diggs catching 45 yard bombs 50 yard bombs or seeing Dalvin Cook run through the line seeing that gets all the applause and this defense does not take that lightly they're like you know what this is kind of our this is this is us we're not going to let that happen 
So that's why we kind of see days like today, like Cousins and some of those guys having a day like today, and Everson Griffin hasn't even practiced since Saturday. I guess it's a personal issue, according to Ben Gessling of uh, um, Star Tribune. According to him earlier today, he said it's like a personal team okayed type absence. But, you know, that being said, this defense – they are moving guys all over the place. They are moving bar a little more to the line. The bar situation, it's starting to get into the territory of it's kind of it's kind of different to me now. Like, I don't right. know what it normally feels like when a guy needs to get paid. I saw the dig situation, but this feels a little different. Having a press conference to spell rumors that nobody even knew existed about trade talk sitting him out of practice all the time, wondering if he'll practice here and there. But their expectations is to have him all over the place and get a ton of sacks this year. I, You know, it's just it's just an odd situation. I think everyone will kind of temper their expectations a little bit, either A, when he gets paid, or B, we right. see him play in some preseason exactly. snaps and see what they want to do. Yeah, and, you know, that's the thing, too. I mean – like you said, just some weird stuff's been going on, some, you know, sitting out of the practice. And and, he, and that's the thing. And, I mean, this is how these rumors get started. Um, you know, almost like conspiracy theories. Oh, well, he's sitting, so, so therefore, or therefore he must be blah, 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 or whatever the case is. So, yeah, I just, I'm glad you addressed that. Um, how's that secondary looking? Hey, look sharp, man. They look, they look on point. Harrison Smith is basically the key to everything when it comes to that secondary. But the corners, oh, yeah, they're pretty good, too. Uh, rookie Mike Hughes is turning lots of heads. And I got to ask you this, SportsGov. Like, yes. Um, when's the last time you heard Mike Zimmer applaud a rookie as much as he's applauded Mike Hughes? been here well, five yeah. six years now yeah, exactly and exactly i've never heard him say anything like he said about young mr hughes that he's been saying and hughes is well hughes has been huge man well you know justin it's like we were talking about on your show last week and you know um reaching out to my wife's cousin who works the ucf sidelines and like he said he's like this dude is hungry this dude is, you know, is football. He enjoys learning football. And I like we were talking about last week, I don't think it's going to take long for Mike Hughes, again, barring any injury, to really start to becoming a, a real factor for this defense. And I expect that to happen at this year, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, we got a couple chat mentions here in our Spreaker.com chat room. Uh, of course, John Fisher, the microwave, the Eagles fan, says I'd be hungry too if Nick Foles ate my lunch. Uh, yeah, he's a funny guy. We get it. We get it. Agreed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me save this. Um, we also had one more chat. Where is um, Oh, RC again from Duluth, Minnesota. Terrence Newman should have stayed retired. Good player, but he's pushing 40. Um, Terrence Newman... Kind of a a local legend just by being a serviceable defensive back at his age. What do you think about that comment? Do you think Terrence Newman should have hung it up? Or 
Are you okay with him being a Minnesota Viking for another year? I'm I'm fine with him being where he's at right now. I am fine with him being a Minnesota Viking, competing. And you see uh, Mike Hughes and Holton Hill, another rookie with lots of promise, lots of upside. Um, they're they are right next to Terrence Newman the entire time. They're watching because he has a large understanding of what Mike Zimmer wants to do out of that nickel corner position. The knowledge is there. He can still make plays. It's just, you know, being 40, he's eventually going to get passed up, you would think. I mean, we, we all thought that last year, too, but lo and behold, like, like they say, hey, time is undefeated, right? Father right, Time has never, never lost a battle. So eventually he's going to lose this battle, but I see him out there competing and just maybe, you know, I think he's still going to be in purple this year. I think he's going to make that, make that 53 and as like a nickel corner and kind of a mentor deal. And then I don't know, man, I'd like to see him purple for a long time. I'd like to see him as a coach. I'd like to see him as an assistant. I'd like to see him. It'd be interesting to see him. Yeah part of become a legitimate part of the purple family, you know, after his playing days. I, I yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all. I you know, he has been here for a while. He seems to want to be here. So I think I, I would love to see that. Um, RC says they're going to pick on Newman. That's what the Eagles did in the NFC title game. Um, we'll see. Let's get to the title game first, my friends, and we'll go about it from there. Okay, Justin, before I get you out of here, man, um, a couple things. If everything holds true, and I know we're only, you know, a couple weeks into training camp, we have a monster schedule. Do you think that the Vikings, because of this schedule, because let's face it, we do have a new quarterback. We do have some new um, players in some in some uh, positions. Do, do the Vikings get off to a good start this year? Or do they maybe lose a couple games, maybe go, you know, one and two out the box before they find their footing? I think, you know, I think the start is going to be the key to the whole thing. The tough part of the schedule right away, I mean, you got five tough games immediately. Yes, exactly. And, I mean, San Francisco, you know, I think it's still in my mind what happened a couple years ago. But, you know, we still ended still ended winning the division, going to the playoffs, that kind of thing. It's just, to me, they get off to a hot start, they're not going to stop. It's, right. I just, I see this, like, killer mentality this year that I didn't see last year for some reason. I don't know if it's the new guy at the helm. I don't know if it's the offensive coordinator, which, you know, I'd like to think it's it has a lot to do with JDF. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I I think they got a legitimate shot at doing something special this year, and that's not just homerism because I'm not I'm not one of those homer guys that's just going to be like, oh yeah, they're going to be great no matter what. Right. Schedule's daunting. There is no denying that that away schedule is absolutely brutal. They they've never won in New York against the New York Jets. I can't remember the last time they won in Seattle yeah, against the Seahawks. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it and is we saw amazing. what the Eagles, you know, we saw what the Eagles did to us last year, and they're not going to be, 
worse off than they were last year. They're going to be a force too. So all the picking on that we get from Eagles fans, it's warranted because we got our butt whooped. Oh, without a doubt. Um, you know, I mean that that I don't even want to talk about that Eagles game. So <laughs> let's you know, <laughs> honestly, man, let's just end it on this. Um, me and Justin, folks, have been have uh, been chatting and putting our brains together. And, and Justin reached out to me, and we have decided that we are going to be teaming up here. Um, we are working things out, but me and him are going to be bringing you a Minnesota Vikings podcast together. Uh, Big J, the sports gov, we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Justin, I'm very excited, sir, to be teaming up with you. Um, I'm I'm real glad that Larry B over at IE Sports put us in contact with each other. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to us doing some, some, some big things with our new show. Yeah, same here, man. It's all it's all my pleasure. Like, you've had me on your show. I love talking sports with you. I could talk sports all day. Uh, Vikings are my forte, though. Obviously, I'll jump on and talk with you anytime that you want local local anything. But right. I'm I'm excited about this, man. Obviously, it's all in the works. I'd like to hear from some of your some of your contingent and what they what they want us to uh exactly be like folks. and what they exactly. wanna what they want us to be called all that kind of thing i'm i'm interested to hear what the twitterverse wants out of us as well so exactly i'm really looking forward to it man um you know uh, time has been tight I, i've normally done two or three different podcasts but I'm, I'm really looking forward to this and um you know maybe we can do some live i'm sure we'll have some on demand as our uh, you know lives get in the way and everything but again, folks, um, the name, we'll get all that stuff figured out here before the season starts and let you know exactly the particulars of Justin and Vince joining forces here and bringing you some really good Vikings coverage on a weekly basis. So, Justin, with that, my friend, again, thank you so much for, for coming through tonight. Um, is there First off, let people know where they can follow you on Twitter and then the whole social media thing. And um, again, thanks for your support with the uh, contest. And I'm looking forward to um, working with you, my man. Absolutely, bud. Um, you can follow me at the Sports Crib 21. It's all lowercase. I don't know if that matters in the Twitterverse or not, at the Sports Crib 21, or just type in Justin Ekstrom. I don't think there's too many of me out there. Um, and then my Horn Scolders podcast. Obviously, I don't know if that's going to be. Yes. The name yes. moving forward, who knows? It's, you can still follow me over there and click on some of the old stuff, but uh, that could be in the mix too. So the big one, make sure you follow Vince Wright and follow oh, that sports kind. governor, man, you're because he's going to be the one that's going to keep us in the know. Hey, I, I all with good people like yourself, my friend. So, Justin, again, let me let you get back to the family. I will be in touch, man. Looking forward to it. We're working on, we got to work on that gopher game too to get you and your wife down here. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited, man. Hashtag skull, baby. I hear you. <laughs> All right, Justin, have a good night, man. Take care. Yeah, you too, bud. All right, bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Extra. One and only host of the Horn Scolder Podcast. 
and joining forces with Vince Wright Sports Gov on a yet-to-be-titled Vikings show. We're looking forward to it. Justin's got uh, some connects up in the St. Cloud area, so you know maybe we'll be giving away some swag and all that stuff as well. Want to say what up to the one and only Chief Rocker Jersey Vern. Vernon Ricks is in the house. By way of New York, but he is down in Atlanta now. He is an Ohio State guy. He is a New York everything guy, besides the Mets, of course. Big Yankee fan. Thanks for joining us, Jersey Vern. And by the way, folks, you can too call into the Sports Governor. I'll get the phone number in our chat rooms, but 651 968 Again, 651 968 we're going to take our final break of the show. When we come back, we are going to wrap it up with Tiger Woods, the return of the great one, the red shirt, the black, the shark was back in the mix at the PGA Championships. I'm going to finish up and give you my thoughts on if Tiger is really back. We will be right back after this break, and we're going to finish it out. Sports done right. What the sports got not? Vince Wright. Keep it tuned, peeps. Hey, what's up, everybody? I am Vince Wright, the sports governor, and you know me from the Sports Done Right show. But when I'm not doing sports done right, I'm in the executive mansion chilling with the Wait a Minute show. That's right, Jelani, Lopan, indeed. Keep it tuned here, y'all. The Wait a Minute show. My name is Vince Wright, and I approve this message. someone who's being bullied online send the witness emoji it looks like an eye in a speech bubble and it's in the symbol section near the clocks in your phone you'll let the world know it isn't cool and you'll let your friend know you care learn more about the witness emoji at eyewitnessbullying.org brought to you by the ad council this is a podcast Hey, what's happening, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, chilling with Mr. Cabal himself, Jersey Vern, the chief rocker. Jets, Giants, Rangers, Knicks, Islanders, my main man's got it covered. And plus, he's from New York, y'all. Start spreading the news. Say what, 
niggas be rolling, scaring on you and your homies. The very first day of summer, all grown out in a hummer, baby. Hit the park and parlay, hope that you walk this away. Cause you and your girls wanna ride, play all day, puff on the line. Ooh, say what, say what, say what, you know that I like it, baby. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. What up, everybody? Vince Wright. Sports governor. Coming to you live and direct from the Situation Room. And no, you will not find Armorosa in my Situation Room. That's right, we have an Armorosa free Situation Room. Oh. <laughs> All right, y'all, thank you so much again. Let me just uh, finish up this tonight's show with. The return of 
the one, the only, um, El Tigre, Tiger Woods. And as I am downloading sound from Tiger Woods, that was apparently a little late in getting here. <laughs> well, what, first off, what can you say, man? Um, the return of Tiger Woods. First, let me just, here's the interview he did with CBS um, uh, right after the round, and then I'll give you my thoughts. What a finish. We saw you do things today on a Sunday in contention we haven't seen from you in a while. How proud are you of your performance? I played hard. I, um, <clears throat> a bit of a struggle with my, with my game today. I was hanging in there, just grinding it out and trying to make as many birdies as possible. This, uh, this golf course was giving it up. And uh, I made a little bit of a run, and it uh, looks like I'm going to come up uh, you know, a couple shots short. You didn't find your first fairway until the 10th hole. What were you fighting off the tee all day? Well, I had a hard time just with my warm-up. I was hitting it left, I was hitting it right, and I just had to pick a side. If I wanted to miss it way right, I'm going to miss it way left. So uh, it was it was a struggle until I found a little bit of something on the back nine. Um, I was just hanging in with, you know, with my, with my mind, basically, and uh, it, it kind of got me through. Within the last year, you've gone from not knowing if you would ever play again to now being in contention in the last two majors. What kind of perspective can you take from this, considering these are the loudest crowds many of us have ever heard? I, you know, these uh, the, these fans were so positive all week. Um, I, I can't I can't thank them enough uh, for what they what they were saying out there and what, what it meant to me as as a player and. Um, just coming back and trying to trying to win win a major championship again, and uh, I've I was in contention the last two major championships, and I would never have foreseen that you know a year ago, and um, just so thankful to be here. You have a lot coming up: playoffs, yeah. Ryder Cup. Do you feel like you've done enough now to be on this Ryder Cup team? And how badly do you want that? I do want to be on the team uh, as a player. Yeah. I'm going to be there either way. Right. And, uh, you know, our, our captain has uh, some decisions to make uh, after, you know, first couple of playoff events. And we'll, we'll all sit down and give him you know, our, our input and what we think and who should be on the team and um, who can contribute to the team. And, uh, you know, hopefully my, my name will be part of that process. All right. It was fun to watch. Good luck in the playoffs. Amanda. Jim? Oh, your name's going to be part of the team, homeboy, if you keep playing the way that you're playing. That was Tiger Woods right after his round down at uh, Belle Reve, St. Louis, Missouri, with Amanda, how do you say her name, Balanis? Um, check her out, <laughs> CBS uh, Golf in particular. Um, but yeah, great, great interview with her. And it, boy, I mean, look, you've heard it all by now. Yeah, he he was back. He didn't hit a fairway until the backside. And you talk about, I, first off, folks, what you witnessed uh, for the golfers out there was the greatest scrambling round maybe in PGA history. Oh! Tiger was all over the place. I could drive the ball better than Tiger Woods. But... Tiger did everything else, literally, that the old Tiger could do. He pulled shots out of his ass. He pulled putts out of nowhere. He started getting some of those longer putts to drop. And if it wasn't for Brooks Kepka, and let me tell you something, we do got to give Brooks a lot of credit. Because 
because Brooks is built like a linebacker. And this dude comes in and he hits that golf ball. And for people that play golf, get it. He's hitting it, like Tiger said, he's hitting it 340 on the fly. And he's putting it in the middle of fairways. And he is so calm. I mean, this is how Tiger used to be. He does it for majors. But Brooks Kepka has, he can't do it in the regular tournaments. Now, Brooks definitely says his focus is obviously very different. He knows that every shot counts in a major. And maybe and he just thinks maybe that's why he's a little bit more focused and a little better prepared. And when you're bombing the ball like that and you're putting it in the fairways, you're going to be hard to beat. And that's just what Tiger Woods cannot do. He had a couple putts come up inches short. That would have been birdies. But you think if he could have kept the ball in the fairway. Now, you heard me on my last show. Tiger's got to hit the fairway 60% of the time. That's the magic number to where he's going to rattle off some more wins and maybe get one, two, maybe three more majors. Because the major courses that are coming up are courses he's won at. They're courses that, in a sense, suit his game. And some of these courses do take the driver out of his hand. So... If Tiger can learn to accept the love, which I think he gets, and just goes, just 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 flow with it, homie. Just flow with it. You know, a little high five to a kid, a little smile, um, you know, at the gallery. And we got glimpses of that old Tiger when he was picking that ball up out of the cup. Making the motions, the fist pumps were back, and for the first time in a long time, in a long time, the the tiger stare, the tiger glare was back, and it was good to see. Now the players are much better than the initial tiger run. He's playing against a much deeper pool of talent on the PGA Tour right now. He's in some cases twice as old as these young cats coming up. But if he can keep it together, and by that I mean the knee, the back, the physical side of Tiger, if that can be, if he can keep himself together, no more bouts with drugs, because let's face it, that's what it was. When you're sleeping in a car that's, you know, turned on and your foot just happens to be on the brake, otherwise you could be dead. So whatever those issues, hopefully we're, we're through with that. His kids are older. They're at the tournaments. They're now seen for the first time in their lives. The the excitement that their dad really generates. And that was cool to see as well. And I, I just hope, Tiger, you keep it going, man, because you're going to be on the Ryder Cup team playing, not as a captain. And we still got the playoffs. We still got the playoffs for the PGA. So some favorable courses coming up. A lot of fun. And I'm, I'm, I, the whole world is, is very happy Tiger is back now. Tiger's not for everybody. Uh, there are people that do not like him because of his personal shenanigans. And hey, I respect that. That's, that's fine. Everybody makes their own decision and comment. I actually had a friend who uh, backed out of the Sports Done Right Facebook page just because he felt that strongly about Tiger and he sent me a note. He says, Gov, I love you and I'm there for you. And then I'll listen to the show. But, And I said, that's cool. I, I get it. That's fine. 
everybody has their own decisions that they make about um, personal things like that. So I had no issue with that. Now, 69% more viewers this year than last year for the PGA. This was the most watched major since 2009. Almost 10 years. And how many times do we say it on this show, on Sports Done Right with the Sports Gov? Only one guy that moves the needle. There's only one guy that puts money in people's pockets. And boy, St. Louis. Oh, man, those folks were so happy that it was them down there. And Tiger, he came up a couple short, a shot short. But he gave us um, everything outside of a win. I mean, it's like he won the tournament. But I think Brooks Kepka kind of enjoys being below the radar. And, you know, we were all kind of making fun of him. And obviously the the trending thing of his girlfriend with the hug and the look that she, you know, gave Tiger. And, I, you know, I retweeted some of that stuff too and had fun with it. But, you know, you catch somebody's eyes in just that one particular second, you know, whatever. But it, it was kind of funny. She, she was a, um, some people called her, um, you know, um, you know, trying to soak up that media and things like that. But, hey, Brooks is the champion. And if Brooks continues to hit a golf ball the way he does like this in championships, he's going to be close to double-digit majors when it's all said and done. And maybe he will, he will have 11 or 12 of them himself because this dude, you know, he's won three of the last seven. Three of the last seven. So congratulations, Mr. Kepka. Congratulations, Mr. Tiger Woods. And hopefully, hopefully... A new generation of fans can experience not only a Tiger win, but another major win or two. So with that being said, I am Vince Wright. I am the sports governor. You are listening to Sports Done Right with your host, Vince Wright, right here on Spreaker.com. And I want to thank you again, everybody, for the votes, the retweet, everything. I was so honored to be a Final Four contestant, or would have been a Final Four contestant in the 1500 KSTP Sportscaster Idol Contest. Oh, I was really looking forward to coming coming to you from the State Fair. Wouldn't that have been something? Sports done right. The sports governor broadcasting live from the Minnesota State Fair, the largest, uh, one of the top two largest in the country. It always kind of goes back and forth between us and Texas and a couple other states, but to be out of there where over 300,000 people visit a day, oh, you know, that would have been insane. That would have been insane, man. Um, again, I, from the bottom of my heart, I, I really thank you for the love, for the support. Thank your friends. Thank your families for the retweets. And... This ain't this ain't the end. We keep going. You never know where this may lead to. So with that being said, we're going to get on out of here. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. And in honor of all of our Atlanta fans, here's how we're going to end the show. Take it away, Jack Buck, Kirby Puckett. You remember the 91 World Series. Good night, everybody. Sports done right. Follow Vince Wright, Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com. You can follow me on Facebook. Uh, Vince Wright, you can follow the show, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T, and definitely make sure you're hitting up the Sports Gov 
on Twitter at the big smooth one. That's the number one after the big smooth mother. Thank you so much for listening. Glad my mom, Reese Bell, my bell has joined us in the chat room. My wonderful and beloved wife, Angie Wright, the first lady um, for my wife. I mean, you know, we're, we're always joking. We're, we're that kind of couple. We're very sarcastic towards each other, but um, through the highs and lows, my wife has always been at my back. She's always been, and especially on this podcast, she's really been the one that has been encouraging me and, and keeping me motivated at times. And I just want to say, Angie Wright, the first lady, I love you to death, sweetheart. So take it away, Kirby, Jack, for all you Atlanta Braves fans. We'll be back next week. Sports done right. Into deep left center from Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. With your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.